Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long, with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. It's been a while since we sat down and did an actual podcast, but I feel like we have enough information so far in the offseason that it's worth making one. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, people were asking, oh, where's the podcast? There was nothing to talk about, nothing to talk about. But now we've got Carson Wentz traded to the Colts. That affects Jonathan Taylor. That affects Michael Pittman. We've got, you know, the, the, the Eagles now presumably will be starting Jalen Hurts at least week one, which that has massive fantasy implications for everyone involved. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about some deep sleepers for fantasy football because it's never too late to, you know, talk about sleepers, free agency, some players that I've got my eyes on. And I've actually got a football card recommendation for those of you who like collecting or investing or both in football cards. I always let you guys know which card that I'm currently investing. And for my track record, uh, the DK Metcalf card that I bought right here, show it to TikTok, show it to the camera. This one is a 3 out of 25 DK Metcalf rookie card. It's a flawless rookie gems card. I bought this for 70 bucks last year. Just sold one of these on eBay. I didn't sell it, but someone else sold this exact card for $500. So that one's already paying off big time. And then I've got this Josh Allen rookie card in the back. That one I bought for 25 bucks a while ago, and it is now selling for around 300 So I'll give you my newest card recommendation because this is the time to buy the football cards if you're looking to invest because there isn't hype. Someone didn't just have a 300-yard game and everyone's buying him up. This is just you saying, all right, I'm predicting this to happen He's cheap right now because it's the offseason. Let's see if this pays off. Last year, I did very well with those cards paying off, and I've got some good feelings about some others, so I'll get into that too. But let's start off right into the Carson Wentz trade. First off, Carson Wentz to the Colts. Is this a good move for the Colts? I think it is. I think this is a good move. there's there's good in Carson Wentz. It's a little bit like Darth Vader. He started off good as Anakin. He's been corrupted by the dark side, or you could say Doug Peterson. And, uh, you know, it's hard to see the good, but it's deep down there somewhere. I believe there is still good in Carson Wentz. And I think if there's a situation and a coach that can get that good out of him, it's the Colts situation right now. A fantastic Offensive line, something he did not have in Philadelphia. Uh, some a, a great running back to take pressure off of him, something he did not have. You know, I mean, Miles Sanders good, but I think uh, Jonathan Taylor is in a whole another galaxy than Miles Sanders or will be. And uh, a coach that he's worked with and has had success with. Uh, so I think that this is a great situation, best possible landing spot for Carson Wentz. I'm not going to talk exactly about the wide receivers because it's really too early for me to say with certainty if this is going to benefit them. We have to see who they draft, who they draft. But off the bat, I do like, for fantasy, Carson Wentz throwing to my receivers more than Rivers right now in Rivers' career. Rivers doesn't doesn't take as many deep shots. Doesn't I, I don't like him as much in fantasy if he's throwing to my wide receivers. So I think this is very good for fantasy football, having Carson Wentz there. I think this is going to be good enough to get Jonathan Taylor into position 
to be the number one overall running back next year, which we'll get into rankings later. But uh, I think I will have Jonathan Taylor higher than most people. What I saw from him weeks 11 through 17, I saw the best running back in the NFL. If he can sustain any sort of production close to what he was doing after that Green Bay Packers game, which I think he will with this team now, because I think Carson Wentz will be better for this team in terms of stretching the field, opening up running lanes. I think there's no reason to say Jonathan Taylor can't be the best running back in the NFL next year. Now, people are going to say, oh, but they're going to bring back Marlon Mack, maybe. Marlon Mack is a free agent coming off a ruptured Achilles. A ruptured Achilles isn't just a foot spread. That is an injury that can have massive lasting impact on your career. That is a massive injury, especially for a running back. And if, if, if he, uh, you know, if Jonathan Taylor hadn't showed up shown up in that last half of the season, weeks 11 through 17, if he had continued to play as he did uh, in earlier weeks, I would I would be a little more uh, nervous about them bringing in either re-signing uh, uh, Marlon Mack or possibly bringing someone else in, maybe late in the draft. But given that 250-yard game by Jonathan Taylor to end the season, I think there's no way they bring in another running back. There's no way they bring in someone after that is the last taste of Jonathan Taylor with 250 yards. No way they bring in another. They're going to let Marlon Mack leave. Uh, Naheem Hines, he will have a role. He will have a role in the offense. But I don't, I don't think there are really any other situations where there isn't another running back who has any role in the offense. I think Taylor showed that he was a decent enough pass catcher that he will have PPR value too. So I am in love with Jonathan Taylor. He will definitely, unless something horrible happens, he will definitely be a profit-approved my guy as we get into, you know, August, September. September, August. Okay, yeah, got them reversed. Anyways, so massive improvement for Jonathan Taylor. Top five guy for sure. He, I think, could be number one. But uh, the main benefactor is Jalen Hurts. Now, I'm going to talk about Jalen Hurts, and there are going to be people who say, oh, but they're going to go draft a quarter. Okay, they could. That is always a possibility. We learned with Josh Rosen on the Cardinals. It doesn't matter how high of a draft pick they spent, how, how much potential he had. Anything can happen in the draft. But I can't make a podcast banking on the possibility that they, they get another quarterback. I'm not going to do that. It's ridiculous. So for the sake of the podcast, and until there's any inkling that they're going to get another quarter, quarterback, we are assuming that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. That is what we are going to assume. So bear with me as we break down some numbers and talk about the, the insane fantasy football upside. Because I think we all know yeah, he can run. There's upside. That's kind of how fantasy football quarterbacks work. But I didn't even realize the insane potential for him until uh, a couple of days ago when I really started looking at his numbers. So if we take week 14, 15, and 16, those are the three weeks where he played the entire game. He wasn't benched for uh, Nate Sudville. Those are the three weeks he played the entire game. He had 80.68 fantasy points in those three games for an average of 26.89 fantasy points per game. Josh Allen had 25.3 fantasy points per game, and he led the quarterback position in average points per game. And in these three games where he played the full game, Jalen Hurts played the full game, he was above Josh Allen by one point per game, the number one quarterback. 
That is insane. If we multiply that out to a 16-week span, that's 455.6 fantasy points on a season. That's 45 points more than Josh Allen had this year, the number one quarterback. That's 30 more points than Lamar Jackson had in 2019. That is higher than Patrick Mahomes' quarterback record he sent the year previously. Taking his three weeks and multiplying that average out over a whole season, he would smash fantasy football records. The potential, the upside... The ceiling for Jalen Hurts is not top five. It's not top three. It's not the best this season. The ceiling, the best he can do, realistically in my opinion, is be the best fantasy football quarterback ever. Now let's play a little bit of devil's advocate and let's add in the game that he was benched because people are going to say, oh, but he was so bad, uh, he got benched. How can you say he's going to do well? So let's throw in the game where he got benched midway through the third quarter for Nate Studfeld, all right? Let's add in that fourth game. So in those four games, a total of 96.96 fantasy points divided by four games, 24.24 points per game, which ties Aaron Rodgers for fourth in average points per game for fantasy quarterbacks. That's very good. If we multiply that out on a 16-game pace, it's 387.84 fantasy points. Which, yeah, big difference between uh, 455. So there's a big difference there. But that would still finish fourth overall this past year. Throwing in the game into the equation that he was benched, he would still finish Fourth overall, in that game where he was benched through 70 yards and an interception, he still had 16 points. In a game where he played three quarters through 70 yards and an interception, he had 16 fantasy points. That is unreal. Now, what if the Eagles draft Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle? Oh my goodness, the possibilities are, are absolutely insane. This guy that we already said, okay, uh, you know, he could finish realistically uh, ranges top five easily. Throw in an elite weapon like Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle. Oh my goodness. The floor is top five at that point. And people are going to say, oh, but the Eagles, they don't draft wide receivers well. Okay, they get Pitts, the tight end, the tight end wide receiver hybrid fluke, because we know they like to use a dual tight end threat. They get rid of Ertz, it goes Pitts and Godare. Still, that would be amazing. He showed us his ceiling in the 40-point range. He showed us that. In his first ever start, 39 fantasy points. And his floor in a game where he plays dismally is benched. Throws 70 yards in interception. The floor was 16 fantasy points. 72 yards in interception, benched in the third, still scored 16 fantasy points. The upside, the potential that Jalen Hurts holds is completely comparable to that of Lamar Jackson two years back. It's, it's the same. It's such an uncanny resemblance. Now, yes, we can say there is a chance that it doesn't go that way. And he's just crap. That could happen. Okay? That could happen. But I'm not expecting Jalen Hurts to go 
in the fourth round or the sixth round or the seventh round. Lamar Jackson's average draft position, the year that he exploded onto the scene as the best fantasy quarterback, he went on average in the 11th round. I think we could see something similarly of Jalen Hurts' ADP because a lot of people are disgusted with Hurts, think the situation's awful. You're going to get him late in the double digits of your fantasy draft. And at that point, I'm fine drafting someone who could get benched in three weeks for being awful when the ceiling is the best fantasy quarterback of all time. I am completely fine taking that risk because I don't think there is a risk. Risk and reward. The reward is astronomical. There's zero risk. Now, if his ADP climbs up in the eighth round, then we have to have this conversation again and rethink some things. But right now, the way I'm thinking this through... Jalen Hurts could be the fantasy steal of the century. All righty. Now we've got another player that I want to talk about. John Ross. This is a very, very uh, sleeper pick for free agency, fantasy football, dynasty league. People listen up. John Ross. Call me crazy, but I'm not 100% ready to call John Ross a bust. You know, looking back at the 2017 draft, we laugh at the fact that Cincinnati, they chose John Ross over Patrick Mahomes, Sean Watson, Christian McCaffrey, other superstars. But at the time, John Ross was, uh, was a lock as a first-round pick. You know, the majority of notable mock drafts, including ESPN, CBS, they had John Ross going a little bit later, uh, 18th overall, to the Tennessee Titans. But he was a presumed first-round pick. So what happened? How did this college superstar bust so epically? Well, a lot of things went wrong. First off, Ross, he struggled to stay healthy. In his first three seasons, Ross, he appeared in only 24 games, only started in 19 games. That's horrible. Uh, but, but additionally, John Ross was completely underused and misused by the Cincinnati Bengals. The consistently horrific offensive line performance made it nearly impossible for the Bengals and Andy Dalton to let deep plays develop. That is John Ross's, you know, that's his bread and butter are these deep plays, like Robbie Anderson or other deep threats. And when the offensive line is as bad as the Bengals, those deep plays can't happen. It's not that John Ross didn't execute them. It's that they couldn't. Take a deep breath and prepare yourself for some insane numbers. In 2019, Andy Dalton threw the ball 40-plus yards only six times the entire season. And in 2018, the year when John Ross was actually somewhat healthy, played his most games, Dalton only threw one pass that traveled over 40 yards. One deep pass in John Ross's healthy season. The Bengals, they didn't throw the ball deep. So how can we say this is John Ross's fault for not producing when, first off, he was injured and they didn't throw the ball more than 40 yards except for once? That's insane. The situation is somewhat similar, actually very similar, to Robbie Anderson with the New York Jets, except for it's somehow even worse. It's somehow even worse. Now, I, I have no clue where John Ross will land. But I think that any team is better than the 2018-2019 Bengals for John Ross. The situation he was in was as bad as it could possibly be for a deep threat wide receiver. Now, look, yeah, there's no reason to say he's going to stay healthy, okay? He has a long history of injuries. But if he gets in a better situation and can stay healthy, 
I think he could be a potential fantasy uh, steal this year because he's going to go undrafted. That's I, I think we can assume that. John Ross will probably go undrafted. And if he can stay healthy, you know, we're looking at someone like Deshaun Jackson these past couple of years. We're looking at someone like that. Someone that you can plug in at flex or wide receiver three and get massive performances out of. We have seen potential from John Ross at the professional level. Uh, it was, I think it was 2018 now, maybe 2019. I forget the exact year. He had one game where he had 150 yards, two touchdowns. You know, he's insanely fast. He's got skills. The, it just hasn't happened yet. Now, at the end of this year, if it doesn't happen, yeah, we can say he's a bust, officially. And for the Bengals, he was a bust. But I'm not 100% ready to say no matter where he goes, he's going to be bad. All right? The injuries are worrisome, but they're not you know, overly worrisome because you're not going to draft him. You're not going to have to spend a draft pick. It's, oh, afterwards, oh, I accidentally drafted two kickers. I'll drop one and I'll pick up John Ross. That's that's how you get him this year. Drinking water. One second. So John Ross and Jalen Hurts. Sounds crazy, but those guys could be league winners potentially. <laughs> now, Christian McCaffrey, we've got rumors now that the, the Carolina Panthers are prepared to spend Christian McCaffrey and what is it, like three first-round picks or something something astronomical to get Deshaun Watson. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope this doesn't happen. I really hope this doesn't happen. Because then Christian McCaffrey, someone that you will still have to spend a third-round, third, uh, top three pick on, suddenly there are massive question marks around him. Offensive line is worse. New system, new coach. Are they going to use him like the Panthers did? Who Who's going to be his quarterback? So I hope this doesn't happen. Now there's no saying that if he goes to the Texans, he's suddenly going to be bad. But it just, uh, I don't know. I would be very frustrated as a dynasty owner of Christian McCaffrey if he goes to the Texans. I would be upset. Now for the for Deshaun Watson, I think the situation's better. Uh, he's got better receivers. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Two guys that with Deshaun Watson, I think, could both be top 15 wide receivers next year in fantasy football. Uh, so, yes, in that in that, in that that situation, it, it is better. But uh, for Christian McCaffrey's fantasy, it's not that it goes down. It's just I have no clue what to think of him. And that's been one of the best things about Christian McCaffrey is how consistent and how, how productive he's been. And now he's a shoe in every single week of, oh, he's going to get the ball 30 times. He's going to get 200. You know, you know, a little bit of a hyperbole there. But... Christian McCaffrey, I don't like the idea of a massive question mark being next to his name. Because, you know, with some players, when they get traded, there's a massive discount during the draft. There's that question mark. People see the question mark, and they pass up on him. But with Christian McCaffrey's history of, you know, putting up 1,000 receiving yards, 1,000 rushing yards, I don't think there's going to be a discount. I don't think this, there's a discount. The discount would be, oh, he doesn't go 101. He goes 102 or 103. There's no way he's going super late. So uh, I don't know. I just don't want that to happen. And, you know, good for Watson. Good for DJ Moore. Good for Robbie Anderson. But uh, as a Christian McCaffrey owner, I don't want that to happen. And I think it would put people in very tough decisions to make during the draft about what we do with Christian McCaffrey now. Uh, so I think that's pretty much the end of this one. There isn't, still isn't a ton to talk about. It's at 20 minutes. That's a pretty good length for a podcast in the off season. 
Uh, you know, I could keep going on rambling about different guys, but that's all I want to say today. So I'm going to end this here, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll have another podcast sooner. The gap between last podcast and this podcast is going to be much bigger than any other gap. We're back into the grind of fantasy football. We're back. We're doing it. Uh, so hope you all enjoyed this, and I will see you next time. Make sure you follow on TikTok and Instagram and give this a five stars, and I will love you forever. See you guys later.